But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments, he said unto him, which, Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy mother, I'm sorry, thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 20, the young man said unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, Thou will be perfect. Everybody say perfect. Perfect. Go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. Finally, verse 22 says, but when the young man heard that, when he heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. This morning, as you take your seat, I just want to remind you to be careful what you ask for. Amen? Be careful what you asked for. Apparently the heat is working real good. It's just passing jazz over there fanning. It'll be all right. To paint the picture, Jesus had just suffered the little children to come before him in the witness of people. And this young man was observing from outside looking in. How many know that from outside looking in, you don't know what it takes for a person to be where they are. And you are getting a little envy in your spirit. And you want what you think the other person has, but you don't know what they have to sacrifice to get where they are. And it's strange for me that, that I'm hearing stories upon stories after legendary people we know about and and admire from afar have had maybe a successful singing career, a successful business career, but we don't know what all sacrifices, some good, some bad, that they have to go through to get where they are. And this young man comes up to Jesus and he wants it. How many would admit we want to do good, but just as Paul said, he was wrong with his Amen. And because it's always present, it, it makes you begin to want to compromise. How can I have my cake and eat it too? How can I do a little bit? That, that, that's when the oil and water begins to separate because now we have people that are just content on giving God their hand with no one she can say. And giving off my hand don't take much of an effort to stick my hand out. Well, we'll let them know. All right? 
But then if I want to grow, if I want to grow in God, you got you to start seeking his faith. You got to start making some sacrifices to get from point A to point B. I had a preacher call me just this morning, Jack, and, and we were talking about salvation. And, and I said, brother, salvation is easy to maintain it when the work comes in. It's easy to get saved. If you believe in, in your heart, confess with your mouth, then you shall be saved. But then for me to maintain my salvation, I got to put some work in. You got to put some work in. You got to make some sacrifices. You're going to have to make some tough choices in life. So the first time Jesus responds to this young man in verses 16 and 17, he tries to flatter Jesus. How does he try to flatter? By calling him the good master. And Jesus, why does Jesus respond? How do you know that I'm good? Oh, my God. We're talking to Jesus. But Jesus is questioning, why do you call me good? Why would Jesus ask him that? Because Jesus knows the heart of each and every one of us. That's why flattery won't get you anywhere. He's trying to butter Jesus up by calling him the good master. But Jesus, knowing the heart of him, knowing the heart of me, knowing the heart of you, challenged him. What? Have you discerned from heaven above to declare me good? <laughs> Think about that. Whenever somebody wants something, they say, oh, oh, sweetie, I was just thinking about you. What you want? You're trying to, you're trying to butter me up. You're trying to, you know, so Prince and I be, be playing with each other at home. I said, oh, sweetie. She's like, what you want? Nigga, they're going, huh? Did she do it to old honey? I'm, what you want? I ain't got no money. So flattery won't get you anywhere. And it won't get us anywhere with God. God has done everything he's done by giving us Jesus. We have to accept all that he has laid out for us. Amen? Now, verses 18 through 19, I need somebody to read them real quickly. Real quickly, verses 18 through 19. You shall do a country voice. As a matter of fact, get one of the microphones. We got the microphone. Get one of the microphones. Praise God. Eighteen and nineteen. Jesus not adultery. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt live, shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. What Jesus, well, I failed to mention, the young man then asked, What do I need to do? What good thing do I need to do in order to gain this eternal life and, and, and be on your team? And Jesus laid out the basic fundamentals for all born-again believers. What was the first one? 
No murder. Ho, ho, Sister Prince, slow your mute, slow your mute. No murder. We know that if we want to get to heaven, you can't be going around killing folks. Amen? Naturally or spiritually. You can't go around with a hundred kills under your belt saying, I'm ready for heaven. So we, that's obvious. Is that not obvious? What's the next one? Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's self-explanatory. I got one wife. I got one wife. You all are beautiful women. But I only got one wife. I can't even afford her. Amen. Thousand nine That seems pretty obvious, right? What else? Not not Oh, not You ain't told that don't belong to you, right? Why is Jesus telling him the things that seem obvious? The things that will be obvious for those who are born again, right? Because it takes better than average to keep our man to maintain our salvation. You got to put it more than just saying, I go to church. It's more than saying, I'm a member of XYZ Church. It's more than saying, I give tithes and offerings, or I help with whatever outreach ministry we're doing. It's more than that. What else do you say? Don't be lying. Here's the one I think that gives me the most. Praise the Spirit. If the word of God says we shall not lie, he just regular lie can't make it in heaven. Amen. You have to say that. Why is it then that we're constantly encouraging one another to put up with lies? Don't say nothing. Don't say, don't do nothing. They lie. And we know they lie. Why do we do that? When the word says, these are the basis of a born again believer's life. Of a born again believer. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Don't lie. What else do you say? Honor thy father and thy mother. Honor thy father and thy mother. Honor. Break somebody's neck, especially your own child, if you think they're being disrespectful. Amen. You're going to break their neck twice. I'm just making sure y'all I know if it's 1.30 after when she gets your neck snap. But yet again, these are the basic principles. Oh, one again, believe. What's next? And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, when you really think about it, this is, this is summarizing thy neighbor. Now, listen. He said, love thy neighbor as thyself. I cannot say, I don't like you, Jackie, and I think I'm going to make him. 
even if you're not my next door neighbor. Because you stay in the same community, you're my neighbor. I cannot not like you to stay there because I just don't like you. Some of us I don't like. How many of you are saying that? I just can't put my finger on it. It's so profound that I just don't like it. I'm not going to make it. What was the young man's response in verse 20? Verse 20. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth. What lack I We go to church. We think. We are sure enough for heaven. I know the songs we sing. I know the scripture he's coming from. I got it, man. Here's a young man. He's going like, he's going like, well, I do all this. I'm good, right? Where am I lacking? Where am I falling short? Where am I missing the mark? He said, what am I lacking? Can you imagine the overconfidence that he had? You remember when you first got saved and, and somebody may have been saved a little bit longer than you, maybe a week longer than you, and, and they want to make you feel like you were that big. I mean, they're saved as long as Sister Axel, you know. I hope I can get it right. Sister Axel now, now over here. Don't mean you're going to make heaven automatically. We meet on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. You can show up at 6 o'clock. Don't mean you're going to make heaven automatically. You can help put together a lesson. Not that you Jackie. I'm just talking to general. But don't mean you're going to automatically make heaven. You can do all the things. You can get tracks and go sit out in front of Walmart and give out 100 tracks a day. For three months straight, don't mean you're going to make it into heaven automatically. Because obedience is going to be greater than your sacrifice. And we have to understand you got to have a perfect blend. Everybody say balance. we got to have the sacrifice and the obedience. This is where things got funny for the youngster. You can't allow your routine to have you coming up just a little bit short. I want you to imagine this. You said the writings are going to barely make it in, right? According to the scripture. If I'm doing all I know to do, and I barely make it in. I barely make it in. I don't care that I barely make it in. I just want to know that I made it in. Amen? Now, imagine if I was doing all that I could do and I barely made it in. I'm doing all the right things. I'm going all the right places. I'm saying all the right things. I'm treating folks right. And I barely make it in. What's that to say for us? 
I mean, will admit you don't push yourself all the way, all the time the way you should. Oh my. Be careful what you ask for. I want to make heaven. I want to be more like Jesus. Be careful what you're asking for. Be careful. They can fail with me just why I'm going to sleep. I'm about to go crazy. Wow! Apparently, they're going to make it easy. So, if they're doing everything right, what about us as a slack? Does that not give you a sense of urgency to want to add some things up in your life? Maybe you want to say, okay, Lord, uh, uh, I, 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 I got I to gotta get on. Anybody feel like they got to get on the good foot? Talking to another preacher about church growth. And I told him, I said, where I am in life right now, the growth I'm concerned about are those that are under this ministry. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? If I've got 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, the true growth comes from God increasing in your life. God increasing in your decision making. God increasing in the conversations you're holding. That's the growth that I look for at this stage in life. There was a stage where I wanted to be the biggest and the baddest. I just want to be saved. I want to make sure that I'm teaching saved lessons. I want to make sure that I'm giving God's word as God would have it, not trying to twist it for financial gain, not trying to manipulate it for emotional feel-good. I want God's word to rest in our hearts, to rest in our souls, that's going to guide our tongues, that's going to guide our steps closer and stronger toward him. That's the growth that I look for. If you've increased an inch over a year, short progress, but it's still progress. Hello, somebody. That's where I'm measuring. First, 21 after 20, what did he say? The friend? Jesus said unto him, If that will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Well, then I just talked about the book. The purpose that I had you all receive when we were reading is we're talking about being flawless. He's saying if you want to grow up, if you want to mature, if you want to advance for, for God's kingdom work, everybody said grow up. He said if you want to grow up, sell what you got. Give it to the poor. Even the fourth will have a hard time doing that. And I said, well, God, why would you want this person to separate? People work for money, right? People work for money. Because money is a necessity in order to move forward in life, right? Money is not easy. The love of money is easy. Amen. Why 
Take up your cross. Take up your bed and walk. This man had gotten easy and comfortable and dependent on folk. With God said, he's in a shortcoming. I can help you be a blessing to you if you understand what I am and who I am in your life. So understanding that when God has us in a position, it's not necessarily that for you to complain about. It's about you to grow from and understand what is it that God would have me to do from such a time as this. How would God want me to grow from this? How many can see how that God got you in a place to bless you? He got you in position. You didn't complain. Oh, I'm about to ask you You didn't complain about what you don't have and don't realize what all you do have. So when he asked this young man, sell all your goods and give it to the poor and follow me, and I'll give you your very heart's desire if that's what you that's what you think you desire. Be careful what you ask for. What are those on to tell us in the twenty second verse that young man got sad, heart got heavy. I'm confused. I, why would he want me to just give away all of my stuff? And, and that, you know, we, we need this money. We, we, we need this money. We, we need money, but we don't need as much as you think you need. At what point, when is, when is it too much? When is it not enough money? When is it not enough money? If I got all my bills, I'm not talking about living from check to check. I got all my bills covered. If the, if, the, if the Lord bless me, I can go I, want, I can go on a little mini vacation and don't get set back. I don't have to miss a car case or anything like that. What else do I need? What, what, what else would I be lacking in life? Is it satisfaction in going to town? Well, I got $300 billion. You go count it tomorrow. I got $300 billion. I go count it in three days. I got $299 billion. Somebody took my money. I know that sounds crazy. And for some that may be listening, think that's a, that's a poor man's thought pattern. Not necessarily. I'm going to take crush off myself. I stopped worrying and laying up all night worrying about how stuff is going to get paid. God promised me that you would never leave me from the same. And if I want to live a safe life, I've got to learn how to live some so go. Because if you're fighting for stuff and possession, you haven't been delivered. If you're squawking, over, oh, let's let them say, oh, let's just say, two friends owe me, just maybe a hundred dollars. And two friends only pay you back 80 of those hundred dollars. I keep having, you don't need my 20 dollars. 
When you don't get my twenty, you owe me twenty dollars. Can I get my twenty dollars? Just friends, you got to five o'clock to have my twenty dollars. Four fifty-five, come down. You got five minutes, so you got my twenty dollars. And five o'clock comes, so uh, you got my money. Yeah, suey moment. You got my money? And Sister Prince and I fall out. I'm filing for divorce. Well, what's your creeding for the divorce, Brother Prince? She owes me $20. You might say, let it go. You said the judge going to give you that plus <laughs> No, no, I'm disabled. You're going to lean on my side. But we understand things that we're fighting for aren't worth fighting for. This young man, not realizing what he already had, see, he had the knowledge of what it took to get what he had. And that's something nobody can take from you. They can take all the money that you own. But guess what? When you've been blessed, God is going to show you how to make that plus. When Job had everything taken from Job, wasn't concerned about that. Job was concerned about how did he displease God? How can I get back in God's good grace? That's what Job concerned with. He wasn't worried about no cattle. He wasn't worried about no land. He was concerned about his relationship with God. And if that's your driving force, there's not a devil in hell that can keep you, no matter what they take from you, no matter what they try to hold back from you. Because the word is true. What God has for you, it is for you. We understand these principles. I don't have to lie on Jackie. I don't have to backbite on Jackie. I don't have to hate on Jackie. Because you don't like it when folks start hating on you. You start whining. Why are they hating on me? Because you are a hater too. It's that boomerang effect. You forget it when you hate no folk. When it comes back on, you don't understand why it's coming back on. Ain't no room for haters. Remember that this train is a clean train. Only way you ride in Jesus' name. There's no time for backstab. No time for haters. Understanding the principle applies in our daily walk. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful. You've been asking God for strength. You've been asking God for patience. He's going to send you a whole bunch of trouble. I want them to understand that he's going to put you in confusing situations. I want to get closer to God. He's going to put you in some stressful stuff. It's only because he wants what's best for you. He wants to honor your request. But we have to position ourselves to stay on course. 
Now imagine the opportunity that this young man blew because he wasn't willing to let go of natural things in order to gain eternal blessings. Don't let your stuff mess you up for eternity. Amen? You've got a hand praise and thanks. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We know your word to be truth. We know your word to be light. I thank you for the light that shines right now. It's not about our stuff. It's not about our things. It's about our relationship with you, our relationship with each other. Help us to keep that. Help us to nurture that. Help us to protect that. That we could be good stewards of what is truly important. You sent your son in the name of relationship. Not in the name of religion, not in the name of money, not in the name of building, but in the name of relationship. And we pray that we can extract that message and spread it abroad. We thank thee, we praise thee, and we magnify thee both now and forever. In your glorious name we pray. Thank God. Amen. And amen. One more time, let's get a lot of hand praise. He's worthy. He's truly worthy.